Let's, good morning. Let's go ahead and uh, open our Bibles to the book of Hosea. Book of Hosea. Um, let's all stand. Hosea chapter 11. It says here, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. It says here, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. And they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed unto Balaam and burned incense to graven images. Thank you. This King James Bible, sometimes it's so hard to uh, understand it. But it says here, if, if I translate it in English, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. And this is the text of my message. But the more I called Israel, the further they went away from me. The title of my message today, Rejoicing and Roaring. You know, uh, one time, uh, President Theodore Roosevelt was visited by a friend at the White House, and they were just talking. And later on, Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, just kept running around the Oval Office and annoying the president and annoying, well, annoying the friend of the president. So he said something to the president, and he said, is there anything you can do about her running around. The president said, well, I can do two things. I can be president of the United States or I can be a parent today. I possibly cannot do both. Well, thrilled to be parents. Those of you who are young parents and parents-to-be, if you're soon-to-be parent, prepare for war. Okay, because being a parent, someone said, it's like being a zookeeper. You're in charge of taking care of a bunch of wild animals. Okay, and and if your parents think your kids won't go wild, you got a rude awakening coming. All right, as they grow old, they're gonna get wilder. They talk about the terrible twos. Wait for wait for the terrible twenties, because it's coming. <clears throat> You know, when, they, when puberty comes, the hot flashes will make them more untamed. So parents, get ready. Parenthood is demanding and expensive. The toys, the parties, the sports, the prom, the makeups, the vehicles. And then there's going to be the speeding tickets and the parking tickets. You know, um, uh, we uh, I hate to mention names, but uh, most of you know Megan, Megan, Megan Meadows. He used to go to high school uh, with some of you, but he racked up $800 of parking tickets at the University of Georgia at one time. You know, uh, their cousin over there, Carson's cousin, 
Hannah Roberts rack up $400 worth of parking tickets. Also the same at UGA. You know, uh, they're expensive. These children, as, we, as they grow, we see dreams and aspirations. We want them to be smart. We want them to be athletic. We want them to be likable, respectful, religious. But children, but our children, yours and mine, they'll grow wild. You know, someone said in the first two years, we teach our children to walk and talk. The next 18 years, we teach them to sit down and hush. Now, the Bible has warned us already. Our children, uh, uh, in, in first Tim, in second Timothy, uh, chapter three and verse two, it says here, our children will be disobedient to parents. They'll drive their parents crazy to the breaking point. Drive them at the edge of the cliff. They'll drive them to drinking. They'll drive them insane. Indeed, parenthood is the scariest hood you can ever go through. Um, and if we do everything right, there's no guarantee our kids will listen and embrace our good and godly advice. Our plans for them didn't go as planned. Like I said, these kids will be disobedient to parents. That baby is still a baby, but now they're 15. Now, the prince or princess has become a royal pain. And those little kids are now teenage terrorists. And we parents are asking, where did we go wrong? You know, we brought them to church. These kids today, we got here, they've been brought to church since they were born. Uh, we, we, you know, we read them the Bible. We did some good things. What has just happened? You know, our kids today, they will give us the OMG moments. And we're like, oh my goodness, what has just happened? Uh, um, if the Lord, if the Lord, the perfect parent, had parenting skills because his children went wild on him, what makes you think your parenting skills would not be different? You know, wild children are like using... You know, they're like, like using a blender without a top on. You step away for two seconds, and it's the beginning of every parent horror story. You know, I was in school working with these little bitty kids, and I took my eyes off to this three-year-old boy for two seconds. I took my eye off, and the fire alarm went off. A whole school had to evacuate. You know, I tried to turn off, I turned to turn, turn off that fire alarm, but it won't go. You know, it won't turn off. It would just kept on. You know, and the whole school evacuated. You know, <clears throat> see, before we became parents, we have all these theories on how to raise them. When they were born, those theories went away. See, now let's see how these wild animals kind of grow. No, the Bee Gees had a song that says, I started a joke and made the whole world cry. But I didn't see, oh no, that the joke was on me. Children, the things you do sometimes, you think it's a joke. The drinking is a joke. The smoking is a joke. 
The cursing is a joke. The back talking is a joke. God forbid the fornicating and the sniffing is a joke. Oh, we're just joking, Mama. Oh, we're just kidding, Daddy. But it's a joke. It's just a joke. It's just a joke, Daddy. But you joke with the whole world crying. Your family cried. Parents cried. Your church cried. Your friends cried. A joke, all right. Then you come to find out. Oh, no, I didn't see that the joke was on me. What comes around, goes around. You saw how stupid you were. You saw how, how full you become. Now you're a drunk. Now you're a smoker. Now you're an addict. God forbid, now you're, you're no longer a virgin. Oh, no, but I didn't see that the joke was on me. Be careful sometimes how you act, kids. You know, um, so how do we tame these kids we got? You know, there's a, in, in, in the medical field, we have, a, we have a, a, a term in the medical field we call triage. It, all, it basically means prioritize. You know, in the emergency room, they triage. They save the people who are dying first and then go to the ones that are less serious. Right. Kids, remember this. You need to prioritize. Maybe it's not too late for some of you. But remember, there are five, five C's. The letter C. First, the college, meaning get educated, or at least a high school diploma. Not every, not, college is not for everybody. I hate to say that. All right? But get a college education. That's the first C. Second C, get a career. Get a job. Get a job. And then the, the third C, cash. Earn money. And then the fourth C, church aisle. Get married. And then the fifth C, crib. Have a family. You know, don't rush in getting married. 21 years old or 25, that's the least of your issues. All right? Um, and uh, we have two former church members here. They're not here now, but uh, Tanya and Cody. You know, first they earn a degree, they got a job, they earn money, they got married, and then they had kids. You know, before they even got married, already both, both of them got houses. Tanya got a house. I mean, boys, that's the kind of girl you need to date. You know, someone with a house. You win her heart. You win a house and a lot too, right? Uh, today, however, children go in reverse. They give birth at 18, you know. They get a job at 19. They can, then they, uh, they get married at 21 because they got to, you know. And then they never go back to school because then at 30 years old, they're too old for school. You know, the less serious things they attended before the serious ones. You know, uh, <clears throat> I married my wife over there. She was 19 when I married her. She was in nursing school. After we got married, she never went back to school. See? Children need to prioritize your lives. Now that you are young and you're able, you're not paying your bills, you know, you've got no kids to care for, you've got no spouse to satisfy, no boss to answer to. You know, it'd be difficult when you grow old, 
but you don't prioritize. You go to work from 8 to 4, go to school from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., then to your kids and spouse at 10.30, you know, before midnight strikes, from Monday to Thursday at least for two years. Enjoy being single. Earn money and free, and enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your freedom. See your, see your life first before your love life. Your own living and then your, and then the person you're going to live with. They say bigger children, bigger problems. Right? Your children, they're like the prodigal son. They wanted out from their father's house. At 18 years old, you wanted out from your, out from your parents, out from your, uh, parents' advice and supervision. You know, my daughter, uh, Catherine, when she was uh, graduated out of high school, the summer she was going to Valdosta, she told us, the minus in counting, Daddy, and I'm out of this house. I'm out of this house. And when she left for Valdosta, she never came back home. Now she's out there living in the big city. They wouldn't want to come back here to, uh, to this little city of ours. All right? Um, and like the prodigal son who went to riders living, you kids can, may go too. All right? We, <clears throat> we know. We've been there. We've been there. This generation today has departed. This kids today we have has departed from the words of the Savior to the world of Satan. You know? From the good book, you went to Facebook. From chatting to God in prayer, you're chatting with your friends on Twitter. You know, from righteous living, you went to riotous living. And then you're going to say, oh, I didn't see. The joke was on me. What comes around, goes around, like I said. From cornbread, you're going to go to the, you're going to start eating corn husks. From the palace, you're going to live in the hog pen. Bigger children, bigger problems. Like our text in uh, the book of Hosea. But the more I call Israel, God said, the farther they went away from me. Everybody knows the story about the Titanic. That ship that's supposed to be unsinkable. Well, she sunk when she hit the iceberg. You know, the prodigal son is the same thing. He's like, he was like the Titanic. He got his inheritance and independence. He left home. He looked extravagant and reckless. He thought he was unsinkable. Only to find out later he wasn't. Children, sometimes you think because you're 18 years old, you think you're you, you think you're unsinkable. And and in First Timothy, first three in chapter 13, it says there that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. It seems to this day that statement is affect that verse of the Bible is affecting our kids. You know. <clears throat> Woe unto them, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Woe unto them that call evil good, good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, both of you children today. You think sassing and bashing your parents is good. Both of you, the children today, who think shacking up with your boyfriend, your girlfriend is good. Let me tell you this, girls. You know, you ever moving with a boy, not married, 
And here's a boy, he ain't a man. You know, if you ever move him with a boy, you know, you're classified in two ways. You're either moving in with him as his wife, or you're moving in with him as your as his whore. So you better be careful. Alright. <clears throat> Woe to you who thinks disrespecting your teachers and elders and authorities is good. Woe to you kids or think having premarital sex is good for you. Oh, God forbid. Some of our kids have done that. Woe to you who abort a child think it's good. Woe to you who thinks cussing like a sailor is cool. Woe to you who thinks calling 911 on your parents is good. Woe to you who thinks vaping and smoking and drunkenness is good. You kids are like the Titanic. You think you're unsinkable because you think you know everything. Well, you think, you know, let me tell you something. You're headed to the iceberg. There's no going around it. You're on course of the collision. And when you do collide, you'll sink. This is what happens when you start a joke and then find out that the joke was on me. And now the whole world is laughing, as the, whole, as the song says. The whole world is laughing. Your parents are not laughing. Your loved ones are not laughing. They can't laugh. It's a sad sight to see their parents go sinking. So children, think before you make a joke. Maybe you need to come to your senses, like the prodigal son did. One day you'll sit down. You'll bow your head, tears coming down your eyes, and say, I've made a fool of myself. How stupid can I be? Mom and dad, they were right. Yeah. My aunts, they were uncles, they were right. Oh, my pastor was right. You know, they were right all along. Why didn't I see, why, why didn't I listen then? Oh, regret and redemption. They always come last. You know, and you could be saying these words, God forbid, you got arrested. You'd be saying these words in jail or in rehab. You know, or your spouse filed for divorce and took the kids, or your house being auctioned because by the bank, you know, or your grades are failing in school, your life crushed, your bank account at zero balance. You know, maybe your kids need to hit the iceberg, hit rock bottom, have the book thrown at you. Maybe you need an eye opener. Maybe you need to be broken in mind and body and spirit. And yes, maybe even broken in your bank account. Yep. And now my son quit his job before the COVID-19 came a hit. The hiring froze, and he was out of work. Nobody would hire him. Within two months, he was broke. He didn't get a stimulus check, but all that he did it stimulated him like the prodigal son, the wasteful spending. Nothing was left when his truck payment came due. You know, <clears throat> sometimes the only way to succeed, you need to fail. Rise, you need to fall. To be dumb, you gotta get dumber sometimes. To make an omelet, you have to break some eggs. To win, you have to lose. To be built, you have to be broken down. First the pain, then the gain. You know, just like your mamas. You go to labor, first the agony, and then the baby. Right? Children, if 
you have godly parents who teach you right from wrong, teach you the word of God, take you to church, pray with you and for you, discipline you when it's necessary, encourage and uplift you, take care of you, you know, be happy. You know, be happy. Obey them. Listen to them and appreciate them. Every child is not blessed having a parent like that. But the book of Ephesians says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment. We promise, I thought this last, last Wednesday, that it may be well with thee, and thou might live long on the earth. Listen to your folks, kids, because they are wise. The proverb says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Many of your children are growing up irresponsible, disrespectful, rebellious, full of pride. You're going to college, you, you know, you can even take care of yourself. You can't boil an egg because you don't know how to boil water. You know? My son one time called me and said, he was senior high school. You know how seniors are. They, they, they go home early at lunch. Calls me from work, calls me to work. I was at work, calls me and said, I'm hungry, Daddy. You know. And I said, oh, you know what? It's a rocky day. You got some bacon in the fridge, defrosted. All you got to do is fry them. You know, put them in the hot skillet. Don't put oil in it. Don't put gar, you know, don't put nothing. Just put the bacon in the hot skillet. Well, I like eggs too. We're great. After the bacon is, uh, is uh, cooked, just put the eggs in that hot oil. And he did that. He got bacon and eggs. That's a good combination. You know, now he can cook that. You know, he can cook that. See, uh, you kids are moving out. You don't even know how to uh, wash your own clothes and dry them. You don't even know how to organize a dishwasher. Or you just kind of put dishes in the dishwasher. You got to organize them. You don't even know how to turn on the vacuum cleaner. See? My mother called her, her college kid one time and, uh, and he said, you know, freshman college, two months after he left the house, the mother called him and said, have you figured out how to put the bag on the vacuum cleaner? And the, and the child said, bag? What bag? You know, at that time we, we put bags in vacuum cleaners. We don't do them now, but there was a time when we did that. See, <clears throat> kids, listen to your parents for they know more. Yeah, your parents know more kids. They've been 21 years old. You haven't been 45. Okay? You're still in chapter 1. They're in chapter 20. You're still beginning. They're already retiring. See? So, are you ready to become a parent? Those of you who are young parents? And I expect a mother, couple, they went to the ER because mama was in labor. The OBGYN came and said... I'm sorry, Mama. You're not even dilated one centimeter. It's false labor. The husband said, Doc, you're kidding. This is the tenth time it's false labor. It's the tenth time we've been to the ER. We haven't slept in three weeks. The doctor said, You think it's bad now? Wait until they're born. You won't sleep in the next 18 years. Yep. Children are a blessing. Be good. But get ready. 
bigger children, bigger problems. The proverb says, train up a child when they, when they are young. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. Yes, they will go astray. Yes, away from godly teachings. They'll commit mistakes. They'll err from the truth. They'll go rogue. They'll start a joke. They'll tell you to shut up and leave them alone. These kids will, tell, will roll their eyes on you, on their parents. They'll slam the door in their faces. They can cash you out too. We put out rules to expect, expect them to follow it. We don't want that rebel child to turn into a rebel adult. You know, they said that if you were never being hated by your child, you were never a parent. Yes, kids won't obey you 100%. But good parenting must continue. If they were taught right, they too, like the prodigal son, will come to their senses and come home. You know. Yep. Think about it. We are uh, we adults. Did we obey God all the time? I can only speak for myself. If God ever gave up grace on obedience, I sure would fail. Yes, God too is a zookeeper. He knows how to take care of a bunch of wild animals. But just brief, parents. It's just a bad day. Not a bad life. Raise your kids before they turn 18. Now that they're under your wings and are listening. Otherwise, Hannah Montana is going to raise them. Katy Perry and Kanye West are going to raise them. Nickelodeon and Netflix is going to raise them. Their friends are going to raise them. Do it while you're still able. There's no such thing as school for parenting. You know, my wife told my mom one day she doesn't know how to become a mother. My mother said, you learn as you grow, as you go along. Indeed, your firstborn taught you to be a parent. When the second child came, parenting became a little bit more easier. Right? You were taught. Prepare to discipline your children. The Bible says in Proverbs, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he loves, but he that loves him is diligent to discipline him. If you want a rainbow, parents, you gotta deal, you gotta deal with the rain. You gotta put up with the rain. I know children today, today, they have rights. They have child protective services. They can dial 911. See? I know God has plans for your children. Unfortunately, the devil has to. War with your children will come and go. Whichever you feed the most, the sheep or the wolf will win. You know, be a good example, parents. A little boy asked his daddy one day, said, Dad, what is a Christian? And the daddy said, son, that's the one who goes to church with his Bible, do good things, you know, and uh, kind and respectful. And the little boy asked his daddy, have I ever seen a Christian before, Daddy? You know, lead by example. Like I said last Sunday, walking your talking. Walking your talking. Good parenting is more about action than just words. Like Brother Tony Van said one day, one time, there are things my, I wish my children had not seen me do, but there's one thing they've seen me, me and my wife do, us going to church. Us going to church. 
You know, parents, do you want to see what your children will look like when they grow up? Look at yourself in the mirror. Chances are, what you see is what you get. You love to fish and hunt? They will too. You love to, you love to, uh, you love sports? They will too. You go to church late? They'll come to late church too. Right? You don't open your Bible at home? They won't, they won't, they open theirs. You don't pray before meals? They won't, they won't eat it. Kids learn from their parents for what their parents do and not say. See? The parents be a good reflection. Monkey say, monkey do, they say. Parenting is the most difficult full-time job ever. Only an experienced parent can truly understand that. Insanity is hereditary. You get them from your kids. Yeah, parenting is a blessing and challenging, exciting and exhausting. Blesses you and breaks you. Delights you and drains you. It's a task of great risks, but eternal rewards. There's nothing glamorous when your little angels are cursing and laying down the law like they're in charge and entitled. But Lord, don't let them not weaken your parenting. Put your foot down and tell them I'm the law. You listen or you're going to hear me roar. You know? Yes, the best parents are those who do not play good cop all the time. Do it right. Be happy in your parenting. I know you've been stabbed. I know you've been played. I know you've been cheated. I know you've been broken, burned, broke like me. I know. But somehow, we're still a parent. We weathered the storm. Through all this, children are a unique gift from God. He has entrusted you with the life of another human being that is usually a lot like you. Godly parents don't just raise your children. They raise them right. In, that is pleasing to Christ. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. Just be a real parent. Being a safe keeper, prepare to feed them, bathe them, cloth them, play with them, teach them, go to parties with them, and yes, go to church with them too. Book of Ephesians says, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It is said, every behind, every, behind every child who believes in themselves are parents who believe first. Parenting, there's going to be rejoicing and there's going to be roaring. God does not guarantee parenting trial-free. Humanly speaking, God's parenting skills weren't perfect either. His own children acted up wild. God knows your dilemma. He's been there, done that for thousands of years. The book of Hebrews says, Trust that he is good, and that he will discipline those he loves in order to make them more righteous. Yes, children, <clears throat> yes, if your children ever went particle and wild, it's time to come back. Come back to your senses. Make a U-turn, for God allows it. And the brother Collier told his story before. A church member was about to be released from prison. And the members of the church asked Brother Collier, are you going to welcome him back when he comes to the church? And Brother Collier said, with open arms, I am. Yes, 
your family members. You want to come back? I know you. I know you block some of your families on Twitter. You block them on Facebook. I know you unfriended some of them. You know, you deleted you deleted them from your contacts. Yes, these people are the ones that prayed and preached to you. They will welcome you back if you come to your senses. And the prodigal son went home. When his father saw him, yet from a great distance, he welcomed him back home. He fell on his and kissed him. And kissed him. He welcomed him back home. You know, I don't know if you all remember that song. Some of your kids may not know this. But Brian Adams sang a song one time. And the lyrics of the song says, Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. We're here, children. If you ever went, if you ever went rogue, ever went prodigal, you know, ever started a joke and you came to your senses, come back to the house of God. Come back to your families. We're right here waiting for you. Yes, children will start a joke, but still, surrender them to God and trust Him for the outcome. I know it's easier said than done. But we think sometimes our way is the right way. Glorify God in your parenting and leave the results to Him. That's my message today. God bless you all. Thank you.